the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So the funeral was held yesterday for the 21-year-old woman who was shot by Blendon Township Police and died at the Kroger on Sunbury Road on August the 24th. Uh, I didn't lead with this because, look, this is a very tragic situation. Something can be tragic and not criminal. Uh, way back during the uh, Louisville police shooting of Breonna Taylor, I said it was a tragedy, but it was also not a crime. But whenever it involves a police officer and a black person and certain attorneys rile up the community to um, protest or to look beyond the facts of the case, then it can mushroom into an incident that either takes over a city, uh, sometimes takes over a state, or takes over a nation, as it did with George Floyd. Uh, I find the retelling of this uh, funeral interesting yesterday for a couple reasons. Uh, Jordan Laird writes a story in the Columbus Dispatch. It says, lying in a clear casket dressed all in pink, Takiya Young held the baby girl she would have given birth to this fall. So this is one of the few places where uh, a liberal media organization, the Columbus Dispatch is... Uh, way, way, way liberal, leftist, Marxist, whatever you want to say, acknowledges that a woman pregnant with a six-month, she was not six months old, but the baby girl was six months in gestation, still had three months to go. It's a baby girl, notice. It's not a fetus. It's not a clump of cells. It's not, you know, a pawn in the fight for reproductive rights. She's referred to as a baby girl. Six months. That's 24 weeks. If you pass the abortion amendment in Ohio, uh, Takiya Young, had she not been stopped by police that day after they were told she had been stealing liquor from the Kroger, she could have driven to the abortion clinic and had that kid aborted. She could have. No charges would have been filed. So the dispatch also cowardly continues to identify the police officer who fired the gun. Um, I love how they write about this. <laughs> One officer stood next to the driver's side window speaking with Young, while the other officer identified by Young's family and their attorney. Not by us, but by Young's family and their attorney. Well, what are you printing his name for? If you don't want to identify him, don't. The officer pulled his gun and stood in front of the vehicle. And the next sentence is where it gets... Really interesting with the semantic somersaults. Body camera footage shows Young, that's a woman, turned the steering wheel, and then get this, and the car moved forward. Now, what could have made that happen? The car moved forward. What could have made that happen? Anybody have a guess? Somebody sitting behind the wheel of a car? Police officers banging on the window telling her to get out? 
yelling at her, get the out of the car. And all of a sudden, Young turned the steering wheel and the car moved forward. I wonder how that happened. Gee, could it have been she stepped on the gas, <laughs> made the car accelerate? Hitting the officer, so they're admitting she hit the officer, who fired one fatal shot through the front windshield. Then the next sentence. The gathering Thursday was to celebrate Young's life. Okay. But then the story, Then they add this. That was tragically cut short. Okay, it was tragically cut short. Do you need that in there? No, not really. Her attorney spoke at the service, Sean Walton, who's... Uh, probably willing to get in a steel cage match with Rex Elliott for chief race grifting attorney in the city of Columbus, because this is at least his second case like this. His quote, black and brown people across this country deserve safety and protection. Is that all? Are they the only ones who deserve that? Do Asian people, white people, Hispanic people, do they deserve it too? I mean, they get on us when we say white lives matter, or we say all lives matter, or this life matters, or that life matters. No, only black lives matter. You can't say all lives matter. You say that, that's really racist. Why does he get to say black and brown people across this country deserve safety and protection? Because he's trying to get rich off of it. That's why. Now, what I focused on here in this story that should have been much higher in the story because it has much more power is an elder in... The church, and the church where this was held was the Church of Christ at Genesee Avenue in Linden. Rosetta Johnson, she sounds like a really wonderful person. She said, you may not understand it now, but God will turn it around and make purpose out of Young's death. I believe that 100%. I believe God can do that. God can bring something beautiful from something really, really tragic. And it is not, I am not, I do not have any special wisdom or insight into what that will be because that is com- that comes from the mind and hand of God, not from me. But I can venture a guess about what it could be. And here's what it could be. It could be that if people in the Linden community, obviously from where Takiya Young came, and other people in areas of the city that are most often touched by violence involving police, if the people in those communities will stop buying into the lies spread by Rex Elliott and Sean Walton and others and community activists and others, that the police are hunting people and not endeavoring to be fair with them. If we can get rid of that narrative, it will help to prevent the end of lives like Takiya Young's. It will help to prevent that because here is what is inarguable. If you comply with police officers, you will have a much, now listen closely, you will have a much better chance of not having an interaction with a police officer go south. If you do not resist, you will have a much better chance of emerging from that interaction, confrontation, whatever word you want to use. If you do not resist, you will have a much better chance of emerging from that unharmed, uninjured than you will if you resist. Takia Young resisted. 
And how do I know she resisted? Not just because of the accounts we have and the body cam footage that we viewed of that particular afternoon at the Sunbury Kroger, but from a police report from April of 2021. And here it is from Whitehall Police, written by the officer. At about 4.36 p.m., I was eastbound on East Main Street near South Yearling Road when I observed a silver Chevy Malibu westbound at a high rate of speed. The vehicle was clocked at 59 miles per hour in a 35-mile-an-hour zone, 24 miles over the speed limit in town. So he stopped the car. Upon speaking with the driver and owner of the vehicle, Takia Young, I observed a strong odor of burnt marijuana coming from inside the car and noticed a plastic sandwich baggie containing what appeared to be marijuana near the driver's side cup holder. I asked Young about the marijuana, and she denied smoking or having any contraband inside her vehicle. The guy could smell it. The guy could see it. She's not cooperative. Another officer arrived to assist, and I advised him I would be getting Young out of the vehicle based upon the plain smell of marijuana and apparent marijuana baggie in plain view. That officer and I went to the driver's door and instructed Young to exit the car and explain the reason. She refused my command and remained in the driver's seat playing on her phone. I continued to give her clear orders to step out of the car. She continued to refuse and replied, in a minute. I advised Young she would be placed under arrest if she refused to exit the vehicle and she continued to play with her phone. Eventually, I asked Young, Excuse me. Eventually, I advised Young she was under arrest and again ordered her to exit the vehicle. Young continued to ignore my commands, and I opened her door and took control of her left arm. The other officer gained control of her right arm, and we pulled her from the driver's seat and placed her in handcuffs. Upon reviewing body camera of the incident, Young was given at least 15 clear commands to exit the vehicle over a minute and 30 seconds with no compliance on her part. She bought the narrative that not complying would go well for her. And it certainly did not. I cannot even follow the uh, machinations of this uh, Ohio congressional uh, map drama. Jack Windsor, the Ohio Press Network, will join us uh, five minutes on the other side of the next hour, and hopefully he will be able to explain it to me. Uh, But what we know for sure is that Ohio will use the same congressional district maps in the presidential election of 2024 that it used last year because the Ohio Supreme Court yesterday granted the dismissal of two legal challenges to the map the court previously had said was gerrymandered in favor of Republicans. Now, this is where it gets weird, okay? The plaintiffs in the lawsuit, so so the judges, the Ohio Supreme Court agrees to dismiss a lawsuit because the people who brought the lawsuit want the case dismissed. The people who brought the lawsuit were the National Democratic Redistricting Committee, the League of Women Voters, and the A. Philip Randolph Institute of Ohio. So these are the people who have been saying the maps are unconstitutional. They file a lawsuit saying the maps are unconstitutional, and now they ask the state Supreme Court to dismiss the lawsuit that they brought. 
Now, why would they do that? Now, the official reason that they gave is, well, we don't want the voters to be confused in 2024. I mean, okay, that's the reason. I don't know enough about it to say I call BS on that. Um, But that's where I'm inclined to go. Uh, Here's the quote from Secretary of State Frank LaRose, which I'm going to read to you because I don't argue with this at all. Frank LaRose says, of these organizations that brought the lawsuit and then asked for their lawsuit to be dismissed, they've wasted taxpayer dollars, confused Ohio voters, and abused Ohio's election officials by forcing a bifurcated primary election last year. Now they're trying to game the outcome again by withdrawing their frivolous lawsuits in hopes of keeping a map they've for months decried as unconstitutional. The hypocrisy of these folks knows no end. Amen. Thank you, Frank. Yes, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with a word of that. Confusion is the key. Again. Done on purpose. Jack Windsor can explain it better than I can, and uh, Jack will join us on the other side of the hour. Now, as for uh, explaining my next story, I am in even deeper darkness. Because what I will attempt to explain, in fact, I won't even attempt to explain it. I will just simply repeat it. But first, you have to hear it in its original form. It is the latest offering on the word salad bar of Vice President Kamala Harris, who is in India because, I think it's India, Joe yes, Joe Biden's, maybe Joe Biden's in India. I don't know. Where in the world is Joe Biden? Biden's in India? Kamala's, where's Kamala? She's somewhere wearing a goofy shirt. I think that's why Biden didn't want to go, because he would have had to wear the goofy shirt. Not the puffy shirt from Seinfeld, but the goofy shirt. So Kamala Harris is sitting at this event where Biden sent her because he's obviously addled and old and he can't bump up two foreign trips in close proximity to each other or he'll keel over dead and that would make Kamala the president, which would obviously shut Gavin Newsom and Gretchen Whitmer and any other serious Democratic contender for 2024 from getting the nomination. So they have to keep Joe Biden alive. So Kamala is at this event, and she sits down with the Associated Press, who basically asks her the question, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? What is your job in being here? And this is what Kamala said. I feel very strongly about um, the importance as a general matter of engaging in (laughs) U.S. policy as it relates to foreign affairs in a way that we pay attention, of course, to the immediate concerns and threats if they exist, but that we also pay attention to 10, 20, 30 years down the line and what we are developing now that will be to the benefit of our country then. Did you get all that? If you I got, did, go back and I, I, I missed a couple big words in there. Here we go. Hey, this is what <laughs> she said. You see if you can follow it better if I regurgitate it to you. I feel very strong. What are you doing here? What are you doing at this event? This is the question. What are you doing here? I mean, the easy answer is I'm doing everything that I can to implement the president's agenda when it comes to foreign policy because the president was engaged at home. That's the answer right there. Right. I'm here to represent the president of the United States, the citizens of the United States, to implement the president's policy in a foreign nation because the president is otherwise engaged at home. That's the answer. Simple. No, here's her answer. 
I feel very strongly. <laughs> I can't even get into it without laughing. I feel very strongly about the importance as a general matter of engaging in U.S. policy as it relates to foreign affairs in a way that we pay attention, of course, to the immediate concerns and threats, if they exist, but that we also pay attention to the 10, 20, 30 years down the line and what we are developing now that will be to the benefit of our country then. There was like a long pregnant pause at the end, which she could have aborted. That would have been one abortion I wouldn't have objected to because it would have shortened her idiocy by one word. I feel very, what in the world is she saying? She, by the way, she's at the annual Association of Southeast Asian Nations Summit. Yeah. And she has to wear this goofy garb that they gave her that Biden wore a year ago where he looked like Austin Powers. He looked like an 80-year-old Austin Powers. (laughs) You know what? He should have taken his cat that was almost burned to death to a crisp in the electric fire in his kitchen that didn't have anything to do with anything serious, where firefighters were not imperiled and threatened, where he didn't see them go in, nor did he later hear that their lives were endangered, although he said that he saw both things. I feel very strongly about the importance as a general matter of engaging in U.S. policy as it relates to foreign affairs in a way that we pay attention, of course, to the immediate concerns and threats, if they exist, but that we also pay attention to 10, 20, 30 years down the line and what we are developing now that will be to the benefit of our country then. I have, a, I have an idea how we can make what she says Perhaps, and that is the key word, because I cannot guarantee anything with her, perhaps more understandable. And that is, could we restrict her to no commas in her sentences? Because when she starts speaking, then she gets to a point in the sentence where she feels like she needs to define or extrapolate upon what she has just said. And I'm trying to put this together. If I take everything out that is beset by commas, I feel very strongly about the importance of engaging in U.S. policy in a way that we pay attention to 10, 20, or 30 years down the line that will be to the benefit of our country. Did that make more sense? I don't know. This could be our president. She's one heartbeat, one sandbag away from being our president. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.